Yo, 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 what's good? What's good? It is your boy S. Foster back for another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And this is episode 117 of the podcast. I'm back. I know it's been a minute, but I was waiting on this episode that I have today. I had to wait till it came out on Netflix. Um, Listen, very excited for this one. The subject matter is one of my favorite TV shows, you know, that came out with the movie, just came out on Netflix. And listen, if you listen to this podcast, I've done an episode on it before. But it came out with a movie, and it's just Luther, The Fallen Son, okay? Luther is a BBC show, you know, starring, you know what I'm saying, the main guy, Idris Alba. And the great thing about this show is it really have all the makings, in my opinion, of a great TV show. And Idris Alba playing this part is what's phenomenal about it is the fact that the way I described him in the episode that I've done a while back is he's basically like a superhero. Um, I was listening to him do an interview on Ebro in the morning. And he was talking about when the whole discussion and debate was out about him playing the new James Bond. And there was this, this whole outrage of, you know, James Bond, you know, he's always been a white guy, a British white guy, you know, like why switch it up and all this type of shit like that. And so, you know, he, obviously he was asked about it and he was just like, I don't really have a, he was like, I'm flattered, but I don't really have a desire to play James Bond for the simple fact that he said that DCI John Luther is his James Bond and he's right. And they're similar in certain ways, but the reason why he doesn't really need to play that part, because when you really think about James Bond, James Bond is, you know, it's it's always a British white guy that can blend into a room. And I don't think that a guy like Idris Alba could blend into a room in those type rooms that James Bond be in, in those type cases that he solved as far as 007. So with him saying that, it makes a lot of sense. And to really, before I really even get into this movie, you have to um, get into the type of person that DCI John Luther is. And when it comes to the four seasons, or excuse me, the five seasons of the show Luther, you can watch this movie without seeing it, but there are little nuggets in there that, you know what I'm saying, that tie things together to where you can really get a full understanding of the significance of DCI John Luther. So this whole thing kicked off because you really kind of, there's an origin story that really explains why he is the way he is and why this movie went the way that it went. 
so when you go back to season one, he is, the whole thing started, he was under investigation because it shows you he's doing this, this chase down of this guy. And they ended up being like on this construction thing where like they're running through this abandoned building. The, the, the suspect that he was chasing ended up falling through like a hole in the thing. And so he's holding on to like this wood or whatever. And John is letting him hang from this, you know, from this um, board thing that they're on. And he's like asking him, yo, tell me where she is. Cause he's looking for this girl that he kidnapped. And so John is letting him hang from there trying to get answers from him or whatever, whatnot. And the guy ends up falling. So he's under investigation because they're like, yo, did you voluntarily let him fall? Or did you force him to fall? And all this stuff like that. Now with all of this going on, it took, I don't remember the exact time, but it had to be something like eight, nine months or whatever that John was under investigation. Cause like he would like, when they made the decision to see if he was suspended or not, he was just sitting there at that same spot where that guy fell from. Now with this time that's going by, DCI John Luther's married, you know, beautiful wife, all this type of stuff like that. Well, mentally he was checked out. He wasn't there for his wife. He wasn't giving her any time. Like he was just so caught up in the work and you know, being on the investigation and all this type of stuff, he was pretty much absent. So she ended up meeting another guy where this guy ended up being important throughout the five seasons. Um, long story short, a lot of things end up happening. He loses his wife to another man, but then in the process of that, a guy that he worked with ended up killing his wife. So. With all that being said, he's working this case with like before his wife died, because like there's a lot of interchangement here. So before his wife dies and before a, a friend of his that he worked with killed his wife, he ended up getting this case of this woman named Alice, Alice Morgan. Alice was she wasn't a suspect at first, but Luther figures it out, but she's accused of killing her, her mom, her dad, and her dog. <laughs> and John knew she did it. Like they just had this understanding of him knowing that she did it, but he didn't have any proof. So he couldn't hold her on anything. He ended up figuring it out but it got to a point where they built like this, this kinship with each other, where she was doing things to help John. And then she ended up doing things to kind of help him solve his cases and, and, and things like that. Because the thing about John is John would do anything, anything to solve a case. Now, does that make him a dirty cop? Depending on how you view things, like, yeah, like you don't want a cop to be able to do whatever to solve a case. But the type of, 
the type of suspects that John has, like there's always like these psychological, like modern day serial killer type of things. Like like these people aren't normal suspects. And you in in his eyes, he couldn't take all of them down going strictly by the law. So with this movie and the TV series, what you have to understand is John is a guy that gets obsessed with solving the case, no matter what's going on. And so throughout these seasons, you get in different type of killers, but also you see this, this kinship that turns into a friendship that turns into a relationship with Alice Morgan. And Alice always, like, she was the woman that, even though she was a killer, like, they had things in common. So, it's, you know, they had just this weird thing. Okay, so I'm getting to it, I promise. So, the last case, he ended up getting a new partner um, in season five, um, DCI Sunday. And Alice, so she wanted John, they, they went away before um, season two. You know, he left and they, you know, they lived in this, you know, secluded house or whatever. And she knew that he was absent. Like he's watching the news and like in his head, he's like, yo, like I could have solved this case. Like. They need me, they need me. And she's just like, yo, like John, like you're not here. Like she tried her best to live her life with John, but John could not escape his job. Like he, he has a knack for just saving people. And it turns into an obsession to where he can't really have a, a private life. So she ends up faking her death because she knew that John wouldn't be able to like she knew he couldn't do both and the only way that she felt that John could survive is that if she was dead but like I said she ends up coming back but anyway she kills his partner during this case that involved Vivian Lake and Vivian Lake was a psychiatrist who She and her, one of her patients would kidnap people and, you know, basically kill them or whatnot. And she ended up being a part of it when she tried to make it out to be, she didn't have anything to do with it. So when it comes to the movie, now at the end of season five, DCI John Luther is arrested. That's how the season ends. So to watch the movie and the very first thing you see is him not being arrested. Now, this is what you got to understand about DCI John Luther. Like I said in the podcast I did previous a while back, I look at him like a superhero and he has his His superhero outfit is, he has on blue jeans, this blue shirt with this red tie, 
and got this gray coat and then he has a gray overcoat. And that's, he, he wears the same thing. Now when I say the same thing, he has a closet full of the same suit, right? Like he just, he just wear it over and over again and he drives this one Volvo, I swear to you, this Volvo has to have 500,000 miles on it, right? And then it's like blue and then he got into an accident and like, so running the front, like, like the front of the car on the fender, like it's gray. So it's just, it's so funny that he got this, that one gray part, but the whole car is blue. But anyway, so that's like his Batmobile. And like, that's like his suit. And so it shows him working this case. Like there's this guy, he's in this, this office, like cleaning up. Like he's like one of those people who go and clean up an office when, you know, everybody's at home or whatever. And he gets a phone call, he goes out and this guy, you could tell this guy has something on him. This guy on the phone, he has something on him. And so he, he drives, see this body laying on the ground. He called over there, it's called 999. We got 911, they got 999. And so he was like, yo, there's a body laying in the street that must got hit by a car, there's a national blase blase. He turns around, there's somebody in his car. Then this guy that he thought that was dead on the ground, he gets up and he snatched the guy up. And so John shows up the next day, you know, after, you know, it's, to be a crime scene and it's like okay so he was arrested at the end of season five but when it comes to his boss you know uh dcu um martin i think it's skernick so he always calls him boss so they're still working together so he's really the only person that's in this movie that was from the tv show and so when he arrested him in season five, he did it in a way of like, you know, he took his coat off um, and he put the handcuffs in the front of him and he threw his coat over it so nobody could like really see him handcuffed because he was basically harboring a fugitive because Alice Morgan, even though she was considered dead, when she came back, he harbored her and he was going to arrest her. And that that scene was, I don't know, I guess I can call it a homage of what happened at the very beginning of season one. She goes to shoot John, John tackles her. And then that, what do you know? She's hanging off of a ledge. And so he's holding her and he's like, Alex, I need you to help me. Cause like he was beat up, cut. I can't remember, he might've been shot too. I think he ended up getting shot in the leg. So he's in a lot of pain and he's holding her. He's like, I need you to you know, pull yourself up. And she pulls out a knife and she cuts his hand so he will let her go. And so it's the same thing with a situation where he watches someone fall to their death. So apparently John had to be um, investigated and dropped from the charges of the whole stuff with Alice Morgan like he was with his, you know, that first perp that they showed in season one. So he's going to the crime scene and he was like, yo, like there's something more to this. And the late, no, excuse me, the, the, the guy that was kidnapped, his mother shows up and she sees John, like, yo, promise me you're gonna catch this guy. Well, this guy got it in for DCI John Luther. He calls his number, he's like, yo, give me everything that you got on him. I wanna know 
everything he's ever done wrong in his life. I want to know about all his past. Like, I want to know everything. So he's able to dig up some information that was dealing with that last case involving Vivian Lake and seeing that he did some things that's quote unquote, like I say, he's not necessarily a dirty cop, but he goes to the extreme to solve a case. And sometimes he does tend to cut corners. So they was able to find some stuff on DCI John Luther and now he's arrested for real and actually sentenced to prison from that case that was from season five. That is that thing of where if you watch the show, when they show you Vivian Lake and her patient, it's like, oh, okay, this is why he is arrested. So he's in prison and obviously, you know, when there's a cop in prison, you know, life is not good for them. It's not, it's not good for them. So he is, you know, being shunned in there. He is, you know, people, you know, bumping into him and, you know, people beating him up. He got beat up in the shower. And the thing is, like he had, I don't know if they do that for people that's over in the UK, because I know they don't do it over here, because he kind of had two guards following him around. Like when he's walking through the prison, there's two guards walking him there. Um, when he was taking a shower, there was two guards watching him, but I don't know what happened to these guards because then he ended up getting beat up in the shower. So long story short, John is watching the news and he see that that, that guy that got him arrested, he ended up sending him this, this envelope. And he had a radio in there. And once he turned to that frequency, the guy had sent him a message basically saying like there's the guy that he was the guy that was kidnapped he had audio of that guy screaming and he like he sent him a message like yo you don't know what's coming next and all this type of shit so that guy mother visited him in prison and she's pissed off at him because like she's like yo you promised me you would find this guy now you in here and I'm seeing all, you know, I saw all the stuff about you on the news and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she's pissed off at him saying hopefully that, that he stays in there and all this type of shit or whatever, whatever. So John's dedication to solve a case. And this is why I say that this is reason number two to watch the TV series to understand who John Luther is. So John makes a call to someone. And he's like, yo, I need a favor. Like, I need you to, to break me out of prison. And so John ends up figuring out a way to get himself a transfer. Like, there's this huge prison fight. And John is taking on prisoner after prison. Like, John took on, like, 37 inmates. You know what I'm saying? Takes on all these inmates. And then, so he's able to escape. So they able to, you know, get him to do the transfer. During the transfer, that's when a breakout happens. So this guy breaks him out of jail. So the guy takes John to his Volvo where he got one of his suits in the back. Now, what I did notice, this is just me being a psychopath. So he ended up giving the guy, I don't know, 100 grand, whatever, 50 grand, 
I don't know how much the number was, but he gives this guy the money uh, for breaking him out. And the guy took him to his Volvo, he opened up the truck, his suit is in there. Now, the red tie isn't in there. Like the blue shirt, the blue jeans, and the coat and the overcoat, yeah, that's there, but not the red tie. So, John is a fugitive who has escaped from prison, and instead of getting away, he's trying to solve a case. <laughs> that is who John Luther is. So, now there is a new... Okay, so when it comes to D, uh, DCU Martin, so he's not, they let him go, basically. Like, when John got arrested, they ended up retiring him, I would say. And so now you have DCI Rain. So... She is the one that, that's taking over the job. When John reached out to her, she's like, yo, you're a fugitive. I'm going to hunt you down. Stay away from my case. I'm sending your ass back to jail. Blase, blase, all this type shit. So they aren't on the same report. Now, when it comes to the killer, you know what I'm saying, which is David, David is a guy who has, the way he's operating is he has like this team of people and they're using laptops, they're using Amazon Echoes, they're using um, any kind of device in your house to spy on people. And what he's doing is he's finding things that you do in your private time and he's blackmailing people. He's blackmailing people to do things that they normally wouldn't do and that's why when it comes to that kid at the beginning that he ended up, that was cleaning the building, the reason he came when they got called is because he had something on him that he did not want to be public. So there's a scene where John get the drop on dude he used that whole frequency thing and he beat up this guy to tell him, you know, how to find this guy. And like, there's like, I can't remember exactly four, it's like four or five people who have these cameras tied to them. And he convinced these people at this certain time, at this certain place, I want y'all to jump to y'all death. Because he had something on them, whether it was they like to watch porn or they scamming people or whatever the case may be. So when John get the drop on dude, DCI Rain is there. So she's trying to arrest him in the perp. And all of a sudden all these bodies start dropping from these people killing themselves. And they're killing themselves because the, that one thing that they didn't want anybody to know, that dude said that he would make that stuff public. But the only way I won't is if you do what I say, basically. So he's blackmailing all these people to do things. Now, within also doing that, he's kidnapping people that is doing the same thing. So, like, 
he's convincing people to kill themselves, but he also are convincing people to meet in certain places and he kidnapping them and having them in a way, he's using these people as pawns because there was one scene that was really crazy because all this stuff is tied into this, this black market like type of thing where you can go on to this website and you can watch people die. And it's tied to all of these people who are quote unquote considered freaks where they like to watch you know, people being killed, people being shot, beaten, burned, all this type of stuff. So that mother that visit him, <clears throat> excuse me, that visit him in prison, the mother that said, promise me you will find him. She gets a phone call. And so she shows up to this place and she see her son hanging from the ceiling. Um, she ended up finding him because there was a signal, not a signal, but a phone call made to her. Well, come to find out, there was a phone call made to like maybe six other people. And so they all show up to this building at the same time and all of them see that their family member that was missing or friend that was missing is hanging from the ceiling. And all of their phones are sitting there in a circle. And all these people show up to this room and they say, you know, the whole room catches on fire. And then you see him outside with his mask on. And at the time, you don't understand what's going on until later you find out about like this black market website to where all these people who like to watch people burn and all types of shit like that. So, when it comes to John, who is out as a fugitive, When DCI Rain understands what's going on and the fact that John is right, they're like, yo, we have to use this guy. With that being said, they, they understand how smart he is and how dedicated to his job he is. This guy is out as a fugitive trying to solve a case where he's not a cop anymore. And I think that is what makes the TV series so important to watch before you watch the movie because you have to understand what type of person he is because most people would be like, yo, you broke yourself out of prison. Get the fuck out of Dodge. What are you doing? But if you watch the TV series, you understand this is who he is. He would do anything humanly possible to catch this perp. Like once he zero in on you, He's catching you by any means necessary. That is who John Luther is. Now, they came to the understanding of, okay, let's use this guy. But just know, at the end of the day, we're taking you in. And you're going back to prison. So, with all of this stuff going on, when it comes to David, David has... What we found out later, through like probably like midway through the movie, he goes to see this lady that's severely burned. And what we find out is this is his wife. And when it comes to these, these psychological killers, they always have a weakness. 
And what his weakness was, was his wife and him telling her everything that he's doing. His weakness is he has to tell someone. And the person that he told all his secrets to was his burnt up wife that was in this home or whatever, whatnot. And there's a guy that works at the police station under DCI Rain. And we start seeing that he's talking to David. So you understand, David got something on him. That's going to be important because when. Okay, so DCI Rain has a daughter, teenage daughter. She ended up getting kidnapped by David. Okay, so David calls her because they ended up getting the drop on David as far as figuring out who he is. David kidnaps her daughter, calls her and like, yo, if you want your daughter back, I need you to get rid of DCI John Luther. So now he has something on her. So now she goes to meet John Luther. She's like, yo, I got to take you in because this dude kidnapped my daughter. So John convinced her like, yo, he's going to kill your daughter regardless. Let's work together to try to take this guy down. So she ends up listening to John and then they figured out that because John went to the lady that son was kidnapped. So she ends up, he asked her like, yo, there's someone new in your life. That's who the guy is. And she's like, nah, like no way. She's like, I met this guy at the support group and he was, he was the one who drove me to the prison. <clears throat> and so she was like, yo, he was in my house. He picked up my son's picture. She was like, don't tell me this guy's that cruel. So that's when they figure out about the wife. So they go meet the wife and they convince her to tell him, well, to tell them what he was doing and where he was going. So they go out to this secluded fucking frozen place where this big ass house is that's kind of like this. It turns out to be a torture house. It's crazy. So once he got the phone call from the one cop guy that works on the rain, he was like, there's only one person that knows about this place. And he was like, I need you to go take care of that for me. He was like, you go take care of this. I'm done. Like, I'm like, you don't have to worry about me anymore. I'm not going to call you anymore. He's like, do this one thing and you're out. He was like, I need you to take care of this woman. I need you to go kill her. Now, with John Luther being as smart as he is, when they figure out where the guy is at this little torture house joint, when he's in the car waiting on DCI Rain, he calls his boss up. Say, yo, I need you to do something for me. So he's like, he sent him a text. Can you handle that? He's like, yeah, I got you. So when the cop goes to go kill David's wife, 
she's laying in the bed. He pulls out, you know what I'm saying, the syringe, you know what I'm saying, to kill her. Light switch come on. Guess who's there? DSU Martin. And he was like, John told me someone was gonna come to kill this lady. Never thought it was gonna be you. He was like, what do he have on you? And he was like, man, you know what? It's not even that bad. But, you know, he pulls out the thing, stabs himself in the neck, and he kills himself. So they go to this place and come to find out, like, yo, one of the wildest things I've ever seen. I guess, like, this house had a lake out in front. When John and Rain is walking up, you can see this black ice and you look down and like there's bodies down there, yo. Like there's like 25 to 30 bodies just in this frozen lake. And so they go into the house and you see the same thing that you saw earlier. You see these bodies hanging from the ceiling and rain like what David ended up doing was putting on the same outfit that her daughter had on, so but he had a, a bag over her head. So she's like, oh my God, my daughter's dead. She's screaming at John, this should have been you. This should have been you. All this little shit. So she thinks her daughter's dead. And then she looks closer, turn the hand and see that there's a tattoo on this person's wrist. And she's like, yo, that's not my daughter. So then this guy comes out and get her. Cause what they found out was when John talked to his boss, like, yo, I don't think that this is just one guy. Like, I don't think it's just David. He was like, I think that this is an enterprise. Like, it's an enterprise of people who loves to torture people, you know, kill people for entertainment on this website. So, with all this happening, John gets caught up. And next thing you know, John is tied up to a chair and now he is going to be the entertainment for these people. So what the guy ended up doing, he brings DCI Rain in there and he uses her daughter who is tied up to a chair in this room and like he has his associate to put a plastic bag over her head to suffocate her. So like, yo, you do what we say, she'll be fine. So she's like, hey, he said, tell, he tell Rain, stab John. She's like, no, I don't want to. They put the bag over her head. And she's like, John, like, look, do what you need to do. Just do it, like, it's fine. So she stabs him and then they get John out the chair and then they put her in the chair and tell John, yo, smash your left kneecap. So John goes to smash it, then he don't do it. And he's like, yo, there is police coming for all of y'all people who's watching this live feed. And they're like, look, man, John, uh, David's like, man, he's not no cop anymore, blase, blase. He was like, yo, your wife ain't dead. And she told us about this place, told us about all y'all people, and there's police coming to all of y'all house right now. So everybody started leaving the feed. Now, the thing about John, and this is the great thing about him, so I have to bring this up. So, this was either season four or season five. There's this killer who will only kill people if he got this mask on, right? 
And long story short, he ended up kidnapping these kids. Like he, he like got this bus, and he's pretending to be a bus driver. So he gets all these kids. And what he's gonna do, he's gonna blow up, excuse me, he's gonna blow up these kids. John, get the drop on dude, figure out where he is. He took the dude's mask. And so he's having a conversation with the kids. And the dude is sitting there with the detonator in his hand. And he's like, yo, I'll blow this. And he was like, y'all, it's all good. Once y'all start coming to me, blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying, what it is, is a psychological thing of he knew that the, that the, that the perp wouldn't do anything without that mask on and he needed attention. So what John did was he took his mask and he ignored the guy. And so he's telling the kids, y'all, come to me, come to me, you know, all this type of stuff. And he's like, yo, like, I will blow this. Like, I will blow this. And, like, he didn't do anything. So I bring that up to say David is nothing without the stream plan. And he started to talk him down, like, yo, like, I know everything about you. Like, you grind your teeth when you're nervous and when you're anxious. And he was grinding his teeth. And he was like, yo, like, you can't help yourself. All this type of shit. There's cops on the way. You know, all this type of shit. So the whole stuff go down. And the ironic thing about it is During the dude escape, John gets in the car and they crash into that lake out front. Dude gets out of the car, but he ends up going up to where he can't get out. That's not what a hole is. And so he ends up drowning down there with those bodies that he had down there. And then also there was bodies that were that were caged up for people that he had for later. And so they was able to save all those people. Now, as far as the movie, the movie was the movie was good. Um, I had a lot of expectations for it. I've only watched it one time. I, I do need to watch it again because um, there's still some stuff that you know, off of one watch that you can't always get. Um, what I did like about it is they did follow the format. It does go off of the format of the show of Luther, which was good. I'm happy about that. Also, it also, I think that this could be a trend. I mentioned this on the Viewers Anonymous where one of my, another one of my top three shows is Ray Donovan. And Ray Donovan ended, Outrage came, and then it was like, yo, we're gonna close it out with a Ray Donovan movie. This is very similar to that process. Um, this Luther, The Fallen Son is very similar to Ray Donovan, the movie. Like it has the same format. Um, now the only difference is, Ray Donovan, the movie is not gonna make sense without you watching Ray Donovan. Like I said, you can watch Luther, The Fallen Son without watching it. But it's gonna wait, excuse me, it's gonna make a whole lot more sense if you watch it. But like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, is that this show 
was like Luther. If you really want to understand it, you have to watch it from start to finish. But there are different killers for different episodes. So as far as the killers, there was one guy that it did go for two episodes, but we ended up finding out later that there was a twin. But for the most part, you really kind of need to watch the show in its order because when it comes to the continued storyline of Alice Morgan and you know then that then season two you know to end up being this new um, this new DCI who was investigating him for some shit that happened in season one so that's what I'm saying like you you really kind of got to watch if, if you really want to understand and you want to go down that wormhole of Luther you have to watch it I'm sorry but like Ray Donovan with them doing a movie for, I think that this could end up being a trend um, to where I think that there's a different budget for a TV show and a movie. Um, in my personal opinion, I think that there's a Showtime show called City on the Hill. They end up canceling it, right? Had Kevin Bacon and I'll just hide you in it. I think it would make sense for them to come out with a City on the Hill movie, then to come out with an extra season. Because the way that it ended, I think to top that show off, if they just come out with a movie to, to put a button on it, I think it would work. Do I think they're gonna do it? I don't know. But I think that this could be a trend because I think that there's lesser money put into a movie than it is a TV show. You know what I'm saying? Because a TV show, you are, you are recording for months. A movie, you could probably knock that out in two months or a month. You know what I'm saying? So there's not as much money involved in it. I don't know if that was the case for this, but with this movie being, you know, over two hours, because an episode of Luther was an hour. So with this being two hours, you know, now they've done it before. Season two only had two episodes. So I don't know, man. I, I, I think that this could be a trend. I like the way it went. Um, I think that this movie, I think it was good. I, I, I did have very, very high expectations for it. Not that I'm disappointed. It's not that I'm saying that I'm disappointed. But... In my personal opinion, it's, it's just that what it is, is be, with this being a, a British show and the only thing to me that I'm disappointed about, which I already knew this going into it, um, I'm glad that they brought DCU Martin back. He's the only person that's really from the TV show. But... What you have to understand about John Luther is everyone that closest to him dies. His wife murdered. Alice kills herself. Two of his partners get killed in the line of duty while John was there. Like, 
his best friend that worked at the force with him, that did like all of the like tracking down shit for him and all that type stuff, he ended up being killed by a perp that he was going after. So everyone that's close to John dies. And that's why John kind of have this death wish. John, I should have said this earlier in the podcast to get a better understanding of him is, if I'm not mistaken, it might've been season three, I think, but he has contemplated suicide. You know, there was a time where, you know, the way the season started, it might've been two, but it could have been three. I'm, I'm losing it here. But he's, he would sit down, he would have a gun. That's another thing, he don't carry a gun. Um, but he had a gun on him, you know what I'm saying? He had a 38, you know, spent, spent the barrel, and he played Russian roulette with himself. And the way that they started it, it's like, this is like a daily routine for him. He put on his outfit, he sit on his couch, and he would pull the trigger. And DCU Martin was just saying like, yo, like what you're doing right now is a suicide mission. He was like, this, this attempt to, you know, to end your own life, like, you know, this has to stop. And He's just a guy who shows that he cares and he cares so much to where he put his life on the line to save others. And I think that that's one thing that's not being advertised enough about DCI John Luther. So, like I say, overall, I think it was a good movie. Um, I'm definitely gonna watch it again. I have watched the show Luther probably four times. And I'm glad the answer and him being satisfied with being DCI John Luther and not stressing the whole James Bond thing. So I think that that's dope. But man, shout out to Idris Elba, man. I hope that this movie does get recognition. I hope that, you know, it is you know, the number one movie on Netflix. I think that, I, I don't know if I would rather them come out with another movie or another series. Either way, I would be satisfied. Basically what I'm saying is, like, like he said in an interview, he was like, yo, I've played DCI John Luther for 10 years. So, this is a character that I do not want to die because the way this movie ended, um, you know, he was damn near on his deathbed, but they was able to bring him back. John is in his room. He wakes up in his room. He's like, yo, where the fuck I'm at? DCI Martin comes out. Where DCU Martin come out? He's like, John's like, where am I? He was like, you know, you at this place or whatever. You ain't gotta worry about nothing. He said, I will tell you this. You're not gonna go back to prison. And there is a job opportunity for you. So the, all of these black Range Rovers pull up, one Bentley pull up. And so this guy come out, you know what I'm saying, with his million dollar suit on. And he opens up the door for him, like, like basically giving him this job opportunity. Cause he was like, yo, you do great work. I can use you. And that's how the movie ends. So the movie ends with John getting a job opportunity and he does not go back to prison. So. You're telling me there's a chance. 
Good to see that. Good to see that. So, man, shout out to shout out to Neil Cross. You know what I'm saying? Neil Cross is the creator of this show and the writer of this show. So shout out to him. Shout out to Idris Alba. Um, listen, I'm, I'm really satisfied with the movie. I am. I really am. Just finished it up and I'm satisfied with it. Definitely got to watch it again to get a better understanding of it. I didn't cover every single thing, but I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope that if you haven't seen it, that I enticed you to go out and watch it. And um, that's all I got today, man. So shout out to uh, shout out to my guy Casey. Uh, all the music that you hear in the background, um, you know he's you know he's working on cooking me up some new shit. But uh, shout out to him. Shout out to my guy Scoots Bronson. Um, you know, we still doing our thing over at Viewers Anonymous. Uh, we just dropped the episode. We back on our Snowfall shit. We just did episode four of season six, the final season of Snowfall. So we still doing our thing over there. So go check that out on all major platforms. Um, shout out to E, shout out to C, shout out to JD. Um, I appreciate everybody's support. You know, thank you for holding me down. I know this episode is late. Um, I'm gonna get back on my schedule. And uh, that's just because I've been working on the um, the hip hop thing with my guy Scoots. So, you know, kind of throw things off a little bit, but hopefully I will be back on my regular schedule to get y'all these episodes. So I appreciate everybody who took the time out to listen. You know, follow me, s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter and um, at 28 minutes or less pie on IG. This was episode 117 of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast, and I'm out.